Warning, this podcast may contain strong explicit language as this is my personal opinions on football. Listener discretion advised. You are now listening to The Stumpy Show. Good morning, Vietnam. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm back and it's been a while. Welcome back to another episode of The Stumpy Show. It's been a while. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Stump, a.k.a. Stumpy. And boy, the offseason was very wild, and it continues to be more wild, especially with the NFL draft going on, and especially in the first round, as the first round was not too long ago. And we will get started on talking about that, as this year the draft location was in Las Vegas, Nevada, and started off with... Raiders stars quarterback Derek Carr and tight end Darren Waller, along with with Raiders Hall of Famer and running, former running back in Marcus Allen, as those three and Commissioner Roger Goodell were welcoming everybody to the draft, and it was wide open. And Roger Goodell brought up rapper, actor Ice Cube, along with Carr, Waller, and... Allen as Ice Cube was a Raiders fan growing up in LA, well, Compton, and it was pretty much a feel-good moment right there for everybody. And after after all of that, we'll, we'll, we'll pretty much get down to the draft picks, as the first overall pick was by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And with that first overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars selected Tavon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia. And literally, the first overall pick was pretty much an open race for the past couple months. And especially during the season, as it was first rumored to be Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. And then it was possibly Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. But one of Jacksonville's needs was the offensive line heading into free agency. And at that point, people were thinking Evan Neal or Iki Aquano. But the Jaguars picked up Brandon Scherf from the Washington Commanders or football team, whatever you want to call them. And then after that, the first overall pick was rumored to be Aiden Hutchinson. And a little bit after that, leading up to the draft and after the scouting combine, it was between either Tavon Walker or Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, if I was the general manager of the Jaguars, I probably would have picked Aiden Hutchinson. But, I mean, Tavon Walker isn't a bad selection. I mean, he's going to take a little bit of time to get used to. But we will see where this goes. And the second pick was selected by the Detroit Lions. And with that pick, they selected Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end out of Michigan. And Hutchinson was pretty much one of the top draft picks, well, prospects in the draft had high expectations, especially with this past season, as Hutchinson had 14 sacks and two forced fumbles in his senior season in Michigan. And he was actually a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. And he has some of that blood, football blood in him, as his father played college football at Michigan. And Hutchinson seems like he's going to be that centerpiece for this team for a long time. And the last four defensive players selected at number two would go on to be pro bowlers. That being Nadamakan Su, Vaughn in 2010, Vaughn Miller in 2011, Nick Bosa in 2019, 
and Chase Young in 2020. Question will be whether Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson will join them or not. With the third overall pick in the draft, the Houston Texans took Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback LSU. And a part of me was scratching my head a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying Stingley is bad by any means, but you probably had a couple other guys that were ahead of him on most draft boards. That being Ahmed, Ahmed Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati, and even Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. And this guy has some football blood in him as well, as his grandfather, Daryl Stingley, was a wide receiver for the Patriots back in the 70s. And his father played in the Arena Football League years ago. Question will be, Will the did the Texans make the right decision or not? And with the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft, the New York Jets select Ahmed Sauce Gardner, cornerback Cincinnati. And this guy is going to be something special. I mean, I hate to say that about a soon-to-be Jets player because I'm more of a Pats fan. But I've seen some of his work in Cincinnati, and he's got some good ball hawking skills. I mean, I don't know if he'll be better than another cornerback for the Jets that I'm thinking of that terrorized the Patriots for years when he played for the, for the Jets and then joined the Patriots later on in his career and won a Super Bowl out of it. But Sauce Gardner is pretty much going to be a problem for some wide receivers that are going to be lined up on him. And that season last year was one hell of a season for the Cincinnati Bearcats. And there are a couple people you need to thank for that. And Sauce Gardner is one of them. And with the fifth overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Giants selected Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end out of Oregon. And this was a guy that was projected to be the first overall pick back at the beginning of the season last season. And he was a big name coming out of high school. As a matter of fact, he was the second highly rated overall player in the 2019 recruiting class, tallying 152 total tackles and 54 sacks and eight forced fumbles during his time in high school. And the thing about Thibodeau is that he's got speed and he's mostly going to be relying on that to get to the quarterback. And this was definitely a great pick for the Giants. And with that Giants defense, they need a lot of work and can get all the help they need. With the sixth overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers selected Iki Aquanu, tackle NC State. And this pick right here fills a need for Carolina. One of the reasons why Sam Darnold, and P.J. Walker got tossed around all season last season was because of a leaky offensive line. I mean, their defense is really stacked with guys like Shaq Thompson, Derek Brown, Brian Burns, and we're still waiting to see what J.C. Horn is all about. But this was a safe pick by Carolina right here for offensive line. Smart move, in my opinion. And with the seventh pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Giants selected Evan Neal tackle out of Alabama. And keep in mind that this was supposed to be the Chicago Bears pick right here, but this went to the Giants as part of the trade for the Chicago Bears to snag Justin Fields in the first round last year. 
And the Giants definitely needed help on the offensive line. And Neal will come in and make sure Daniel Jones does not get flattened like a pancake. Even though the Giants have made it clear that they are not accepting Jones's fifth-year option. And Giants fans are thinking right now that thank God Dave Gettleman left when he did. Because with those two first-round picks by the Giants, Gettleman would have messed them up big time. And probably would have selected somebody who could have gotten the second round. But great move, Giants, right here. With the eighth overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons selected Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. And this pick right here was pretty much the Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley replacement right here. As London was highly ranked out of wide receivers. And the downside for London is that he's going to have Marcus Mariota throwing him the football. Unless Desmond Ritter can beat Mariota for the starting job as Ritter was selected by the Falcons in the third round. But right now it seems like the Falcons are contending and they're still rebuilding. And it's kind of made that clear, especially when they traded away Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. But this was a solid pick by the Falcons as it fills a need for them and fast. With the ninth overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks selected Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. With this pick, it was like a, it was a safe pick for Seattle as they had a leaky offensive line last year and they crumbled and pretty much let Russell Wilson down. And they're going to be rebuilding for a while because Russell Wilson left to the Denver Broncos. And that was where this pick came in for the Seahawks. The Seahawks got this pick as part of the Russell Wilson trade. And with Cross, it almost seemed like he was going to be going in the top five in a, a bunch of draft boards earlier in the season. But he stays at number nine. Not a sexy pick, but a safe pick. With the 10th overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Jets selected Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. And with this pick, it came came from the Seattle Seahawks, as this pick was part of the Jamal Adams trade a couple of seasons ago. And the Jets hit a big prospect again with this pick right here. And the Jets are limited right now with pass catchers as Elijah Moore is a rising emerging wide receiver. But keep in mind that last season they signed Corey Davis as Davis had a breakout season with the Tennessee Titans the season before as this team is still rebuilding. And people had this guy compared to former Steelers wide receiver Lynn Swan. And seeing some of his highlights and his reach, I could somewhat see it a little bit. But I'm kind of impressed of what the Jets have done so far. But, I mean, they can have the talent. They just got to know how to manage them. And that's been the Jets' biggest problem. With the 11 pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, this pick was originally for the Washington Commanders, but they traded back and traded it to the Saints. And with that pick, the Saints have selected Chris Ole. Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State. As with this pick, the Saints filled a need as they were lacking wide receivers 
last season, and especially after Michael Thomas didn't play at all last season. And part of me was kind of thinking they would go for somebody like Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis at quarterback, but I think they have some faith in Jameis Winston. And I think right now, Olave is going to come in as like a number two receiver next to Michael Thomas. And probably learn from Thomas, unless he's going to learn how to do slants all the time. But we'll, we'll see what happens. And with the 12th pick, this was originally for the Minnesota Vikings, but they traded this pick to the Detroit Lions. And with this pick, the Detroit Lions selected Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. I mean, this is a solid pick for Detroit, but I'm not saying, don't think it's like the right one. I mean, I kind of didn't really see myself thinking that wide receiver was the biggest need in the world as they signed DJ Chark from the Jacksonville Jaguars in free agency. But I think Williams is going to be like a backup option, as I would say. And besides Chark signing with the Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown looks like a future star in the second half of the season last year. And if anything with Jamison Williams, I thought he probably could have gone at 20, gone to the Patriots, reuniting with Mac Jones. But we'll see where this goes for Detroit. And with the 13th pick, this pick was originally for the Cleveland Browns, but they traded that to the Houston Texans as part of of the Deshaun Watson deal to have Deshaun Watson play for the Cleveland Browns. And the Texans traded this pick to the Philadelphia Eagles on draft night. And with that pick, the Philadelphia Eagles selected Jordan Davis, defensive tackle, Georgia. And this big guy had one hell of a year last season for the Georgia Bulldogs. He pretty much became a unanimous All-American and part of the first team All-SEC. And at 340 pounds, he can move for a big man. As at the scouting combine, he ran a 480 40-yard dash. And I mean, that doesn't really sound that sexy to some standards. But it sounds that way when you're 340 pounds. And Davis will be paired up with the veteran Fletcher Cox. And learning a thing or two from him. And honestly, if anything, a lot of people had Jordan Davis going to the Chargers at 17. But this was a solid pick by Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles right here. And with the 14th overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens selected Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. And Hamilton right here was pretty much a top five prospect going into this draft. A lot of people did not think that Hamilton was going to be selected outside of the top 10. And Hamilton fills a need for the Ravens. As the Ravens lost a couple people in, in their secondary during free agency. And last season, they lost Marlon Humphrey in the middle of the season to a torn ACL. And they lost Marcus Peters even before the season started to a torn ACL. And the secondary was just average at best. Great pick by the Ravens right here. But after this pick, the Ravens would people would find out that the Ravens traded away Marquise Hollywood Brown to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for the 23rd pick. 
pretty much a soul for a soul. But this pick at 14 was originally the Ravens pick. With the 15th overall pick in the draft, the Houston Texans selected Kenyon Green, guard out of Texas A&M. As this pick was originally the Eagles pick, but it was traded earlier for the Eagles to snag Jordan Davis. And Green fills a need for the Texans as there hasn't been a lot of offensive line help besides Laramie Tunsil. As Titus Howard, one of their picks from a couple years ago, hasn't really ter turned out that well. And the Texans have kind of made that clear that they're keeping Davis Mills for a while. Unless they tank real bad that next season they go for a Bryce Young quarterback out of Alabama. But who knows where this will go. And with the 16th overall pick, this pick was originally for the Saints. But the Saints traded up with the Washington Commanders for this pick. And with this pick, the Washington Commanders selected Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. I mean, not really the most sexy pick right here, but I could see what the Commanders were going for because Terry McLaurin's contract is up for discussion after the season. And they're probably just using Dotson as a cheaper option. And this season at Penn State, Dotson had one hell of a Caesar senior season. Racking up 91 receptions for over 1,000 yards and had 12 touchdowns in the process. And that's what's going to give Commanders fans excited about. If in case Terry McLaurin does leave in the offseason next season. As some people wish that the fifth-year option was for all draft picks, but not anybody outside of the first round. With the 17th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers selected Zion Johnson, guard out of Boston College. It seems like in recent memory, the Chargers have been solid when it comes to drafting, and they're building up a whole lot of homegrown talent with Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, Derwin James, Justin Herbert, Rashawn Slater, to name a few. And LA's O-line was already solid enough. With drafting Rashawn Slater last season and him making his first Pro Bowl and getting Corey Lindsley from the Green Bay Packers in free agency last season and making his first Pro Bowl. But with this guy, he started out at Davidson University, the university that brought us Steph Curry, but ended up transferring to Boston College in 2019. And with the good amount of accomplishments, being an All-American and making all ACC in uh, that time he played for Boston College, third team in 2020, second team in 2019, and a first team in 2021. With some of these accomplishments, he gives the Chargers O-line and fans something some excited to be excited about. And more protection for Justin Herbert. And with the 18th pick, this was originally the Saints pick, but with a little bit of dilemma. This was traded to the Eagles, which the Saints had the 16th, 19th, and 194 picks. And the Eagles had the 18th, 110th, and 237th pick in this year's draft. And a 2023 first rounder and a 2024 second rounder. And with this pick, the Eagles would trade this pick to the Tennessee Titans. As the Eagles would trade this pick, the 18th pick, pick as mentioned, and the 101st overall pick to the Titans in exchange 
for A.J. Brown. As Brown's contract was up in the air at the, at the end of the season, and that's a big move for Philly. But the question will be whether or not Howie Roseman will spend more after the season on A.J. Brown. And with the 18th pick, the Tennessee Titans would select Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. And this is another guy with a big year in 2021, notching over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. And NFL scouts had him compared to A.J. Brown. So with this pick for the Titans, it almost seemed like they didn't lose A.J. Brown at all. But time will tell of whether or not these teams both won in this trade or one of them or none of them. And as mentioned with that trade with Philadelphia, like earlier, this pick this pick was the Eagles pick and traded and part of that trade package with the New Orleans Saints. And with this pick, the Saints would select Trevor Penning, tackle out of Northern Iowa. And this is an interesting pick as O-line wasn't the biggest need. I mean, the O-line for the Saints wasn't really that good due to the numerous injuries they had. And Penning is going to be lined up opposite of Ryan Ramchek. I mean, I'm not saying this is a sexy pick, but it's a solid pick at best for the Saints. And time will tell where this will go from here. And with the 20th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pitt. And this pick right here was pretty much the Ben Roethlisberger replacement. And this came not long after the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky in hopes of reviving his career after a crappy outing with the Chicago Bears when he first got drafted in 2017. And I have a, I know somebody who's a Steelers fan, and he pretty much predicted that the Steelers would pick Kenny Pickett at this position. And he also predicted last season when the Steelers selected Najee Harris. But it's kind of been sad, a sad outing for Steelers quarterbacks in recent memory. Not just with Ben Roethlisberger just retiring after decades after years of being their top guy, but also actually losing Dwayne Haskins like not long ago before the draft happened as Haskins died after being struck by a dump truck in inter- Interstate 595 near Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which with this, a quick rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins, May 3rd, 1997, April 9th, 2022. He will be deeply missed by his by fans of the Steelers football team slash commanders and especially Ohio State Buckeyes fans as he was a Buckeyes legend before coming into the league. But anyways, the Steelers don't really have the best direction right now, but I feel like it's going to be coming soon. With the 21st pick, which was originally from the New England Patriots, but to nobody's surprise as a Pats fan, they traded down and to the Kansas City Chiefs. As with this pick, the Chiefs selected Trent McDuffie, cornerback Washington. And this was a big move for Kansas City. And I mean, it fills a need as they lost a bunch of people 
in the secondary. And they could be losing Tyron Matthews soon. But they lost Daniel Sorensen. They lost Chavarius Ward. And he had a bit of a strong outing in the scouting combine, running a 4-4-4 40-yard dash. Also with a vertical jump of 38.5 inches and broad jump of 10 feet 8 inches. I mean, that's not bad. And at the time, he was one of the top people still available. I mean, he should be all right for Kansas City right here. And with the 22nd pick, this pick was originally the Las Vegas Raiders, but this pick went to Green Bay as part of the trade deal to send top wide receiver Devontae Adams to the Raiders, reuniting him with Derek Carr back in their days at Fresno State. And with this pick, the Green Bay Packers selected Quay Walker, linebacker out of Georgia. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not happy about this. I mean, they, they, the front office has given were given plenty of opportunities to try to go for a wide receiver to possibly fill that void that Devontae Adams left. I mean, and it wasn't like he didn't have enough pass catchers. I mean, this is nothing against Quay Walker, but I didn't think that linebacker was their biggest need. I mean, yeah, they did lose Zadarius Smith, but they also still have Devondre Campbell, who had a breakout year this season, and they still have Rashawn Gary, who actually had a breakout year this year. And unless over time that if they re-sign Alan Lazard, that Rodgers is going to probably turn Lazard into a star, a top 10 wide receiver. But as the rest, we'll see how this goes. With the 23rd pick, this was originally Arizona's pick, but they traded this pick to Baltimore in exchange like I mentioned with Marquise Hollywood Brown. And now Brown will be reunited with his old quarterback from college in Kyler Murray. And the Ravens would trade this pick to the Buffalo Bills. And with this pick, the Bills would select Kair Elam, corner out of Florida. And with this pick for the Bills, it pretty much bolsters up more of the secondary. And they pretty, we saw how... The secondary was completely screwed when Tredavious White went down with a torn ACL at possibly the wrong time. I mean, yeah, we saw that against Kansas City in that classic wild, that divisional round game. And if White had not torn his ACL when he did, it was a good chance that the game probably wouldn't be as close as it was or as high scoring as it was. But I feel like with this, it's probably going to be like if Stephon Gilmore didn't sign with the New England Patriots when he did. And Gilmore turned into that star that he was in New England in Buffalo. And this Bills defense is already strong enough. And it pretty much got stronger after signing veteran Von Miller. And Elam will be just another strong piece on that defense. And with the 24th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys selected Tyler Smith, tackle out of Tulsa. And this fills a void right here, as this is this pick was pretty much uh, the Lael Collins replacement, as Collins signed with the Cincinnati Bengals 
in free agency as an attempt to bolster up their offensive line, as pretty much it should have been, like I mentioned last year, where the Bengals selected Jamar Chase with the fifth overall pick instead of Panay Sewell. But I've had my opinions, and I've seen the results. I'm not going to get into that argument again. And the thing is about the Cowboys, they've always had a strong O-line, a good amount of pro bowlers like Tyron Smith, Travis Fredrickson, or Travis Frederick, that's pretty much how it's pronounced, (laughs) Zach Martin. But the problem with all those offensive linemen on the Cowboys is that they take too many penalties. And Tyler Smith took a lot of penalties when playing at Tulsa. And that's a huge red flag when drafting somebody, especially an offensive lineman, with taking so many penalties. If I was a GM, I'd be that way too. But we'll see if Smith becomes another offensive lineman star for the Cowboys who takes too many penalties or a flop. And with the 25th pick, this was originally Buffalo's, but had that trade with Baltimore to have the Bills move up and have the Ravens trade back. And with this pick, the Ravens selected Tyler Linderbaum, center out of Iowa. And that was a big move by the Ravens. I mean, their O-line has been a little bit sus as of late, especially this last season, as Ronnie Stanley continues to get injured ever since signing that extension that he signed for. And a lot of the players on their offensive line before signing as many people as they did this season in free agency. Not not anything promising. And Linderbaum will pretty much fix some of their their flaws on the O-line. And this is a this is a fact right here. Almost pretty much all the centers taken in the first round of any draft have gone on to at least one pro bowl. But the big question will be whether Linderbaum will join that class of centers that have made at least one Pro Bowl in their career, drafted in the first round. And with the 26th pick, this pick was originally Tennessee's, but they traded this pick to the New York Jets. And with that pick, the Jets selected Jermaine Johnson, defensive end out of Florida State. <laughs> and... This guy was like a top 10 selection going into the draft, but he didn't but this he didn't get picked until 26, which pretty much might make him a steal. And like I've said, you can have all the talented players as much as you want, but it's how you develop them is what it matters. And the Jets have had problems with that. They've gotten the right players at times. They just had a ter- had a hard time trying to develop them. And I don't want to jinx these players, but you mostly have to know how to develop them. And that's been the Jets' problems for years. And it seems like with the draft, the Jets have gotten a bit stronger. I mean, especially after selecting Brees Hill in the second round. Brees Hill running back out of Iowa State who some people would have thought of him as a first-rounder. And if developed correctly, 
the Jets will probably be on the same level as the Pats and the the Bills. But that's pretty much where they'll the top line will is at the moment. Not really exceeding expectations a little more besides in the fighting for for the first place in the AFC East. And with the 27th pick this was originally from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they traded this pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And with this pick, the Jaguars selected Devin Lloyd, a linebacker out of Utah. And this is a solid pickup by Jacksonville. I mean, it's still going to be up in the question whether or not they made the right selection with the first overall pick selecting Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. But Lloyd is going to be a problem for a lot of quarterbacks and offensive linemen. I mean, a part of me would have thought probably a little bit more offensive line help for Trevor Lawrence. But, I mean, the defense on Jacksonville has had a good amount of problems as of late. So I could see a little bit why they would go for Lloyd with this pick. And it's not hard to understand. And with the 28th pick, the green... Green Bay Packers selected Dante Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia. And pretty much, as I said about their earlier pick, could have been a wide receiver, but it wasn't. And it was almost making Aaron Rodgers' blood boil a little bit with this pick. Thinking, what is the G the front office doing? And like I've said in the past, we thought that last season was the last dance for Aaron Rodgers as a Green Bay Packer because he was fed up with all the BS going on with the front office and not giving him enough talent. And the fact that his top receiver got traded to the Raiders. But Rodgers decided to sign an extension. Why? I have no idea. Like, if that was this was me and that was happening... I would not sign an extension with Green Bay. But that's just me, honestly. But, I mean, they did get a wide receiver in the second round, that being Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State. But, I mean, there's that. But then again, some of the top receivers come out of the second and third rounds, honestly. Not mostly the first. And with the 29th pick, which was originally Kansas City's, which that was a pick that they acquired from Miami as part of sending Tyreek Hill to Miami, which was originally San Fran's. But that trade dilemma last year for the 49ers to move up to three to snag Trey Lance happened and all that. And with that pick, the Patriots selected Cole Strange, guard out of Chattanooga. And... I don't know why Bill Belichick decided to have that pick. And this was a guy that was not projected to be a first-rounder. A lot of scouts had him going at the fourth and third or third rounds. So this pretty much seemed like a huge reach for Bill Belichick. Although then again, Bill Belichick has had a history of reaches. But one of those reaches... Happened in 2005 when the Pats selected Logan Mankins with the last pick in the first round in 2005. And Mankins was not projected to be a first rounder, not even a second rounder. 
But over time, Mankins turned into a star on the Patriots' O-line. As Mankins would be a seven-time Pro Bowler and a six-time All-Pro. But the big question will be, will Cole Strange turn into another Logan Mankins? Or will he be a big-time flop? And after the first round, the Pats have been doing all right when it comes to drafting. They selected Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver out of Baylor, who had the fastest 40-yard dash that in the scouting combine. And in the third round, they would select Marcus Jones as a replacement to J.C. Jackson with Jackson leaving for the L.A. Chargers. But it's just mainly that first pick, first-round pick. That's scratching a lot of people's heads, including mine. With the 30th pick, the Kansas City Chiefs selected George Karloftis, defensive end out of Purdue. And he has an interesting story, coming from Greece and was a water polo goalie. And when he came to America, he had no idea about football. But he, this guy's pretty solid especially when in Purdue. And that's going to bolster up that defensive line that's already strong enough with Frank Clark and Chris Jones. And with the kid playing multiple sports, he could use some of that to his advantage. And with the 31st pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals selected Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan. And with this pick, I don't know about it. I mean... It's still 50-50 on how long Jesse Bates has in Cincinnati. I mean, their secondary was pretty much underrated all year last year. Consisting of Bates, Von Bell, Trey Flowers, Mike Hilton, Trey Waynes, and even Eli Apple wasn't as bad last season until the Super Bowl arrived in where he was losing every matchup against Cooper Cup. And this pick for the Bengals just strengthens that secondary. And if Cincinnati wants to go back to the Super Bowl, they just got to fix some of those flaws. And from the way it's looking in the this draft and the free agency period, it seems like they're doing just that. And lastly, the 32nd pick in the draft, the Minnesota Vikings selected Lewis Seen, Safety out of Georgia. And this pick was originally L.A.'s, but it went to Detroit as part of the Matt Stafford and Jared Goff trade. And then this pick was traded to the Vikings as the Vikings traded the 12th pick to the Lions. And the Vikings traded back. And Louis, Louis seen an interesting story. Part of that unstoppable Georgia defense this year. And if people from Massachusetts hear this guy's name and sounds familiar, it it probably is sounding familiar, like in Massachusetts, even before he went to college, with him being a star for Everett High. And he had an interesting story. Born in Haiti and immigrated to the United States at the age of four, where his family settled in Florida before moving to Everett, Mass. And as a junior was was Massachusetts Defensive Player of the Year after recording 65 tackles, two sacks, two interceptions, and two forced fumble recoveries, and a blocked kick. 
as his sophomore year and junior year, they were MIAA state champions. But his senior year, he moved to Cedar Hall, Texas, and enrolled in Trinity Christian School. And at that school, he was coached by primetime himself, Deion Sanders. But what he missed in his senior year back in Everett was that Everett would win another state championship, becoming a dynasty. And I kind of see what Minnesota's doing right now, bolstering up the secondary. And we don't know how long Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith have left in the league. So it's pretty much better off to just get them now before it's too late. And you know they're bolstering up the secondary more when, in the second round, they selected Andrew Booth. Things are going to get interesting in Minnesota soon. And this class, draft class, was an interesting one, to say the least. As this class wasn't really the strongest class when it came to quarterbacks. And people are wondering where the others went as as the first quarterback after Kenny Pickett went off the board at round three. As Desmond Ritter went in the third round to the Falcons. And another quarterback that was thought of to be a first-rounder didn't go until the third round, that being Malik Willis out of Liberty. And he went to the Tennessee Titans. And also another quarterback that won in the third round, that being Matt Carell, as he went to the Carolina Panthers at 93. So pretty much with this draft class, it's going to be either boom or bust for this. A couple of booms, but there'll be a couple of busts, too. Not everyone is going to make it. And that's the lesson that these guys right here know. And this will wrap up this episode of The Snumpy Show. It is glad to be back. I was out for a while, as this season has a long way to go before it actually starts. Until next time, my name is Kyle Stump, a.k.a. Stumpy, and I'll see you next time. Buh bye bye